Hello, welcome to another Riot Act Reviews, part of the Riot Act podcast. My name's Stephen Hill. His name's Renfrey Dedman. Hello, Renfrey. Hello. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I, I'm I'm quite tired. We can say this. We have literally uh, just recorded a almost four hour podcast on Load by Metallica. So I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit tired and a little bit talked out. I mean, I can't imagine how you must feel because it was your pick. Uh, but but other than that, I, I, I'm good. Good. That's good. I was going to say that as well. I was like, cool, I'm feeling a bit like, oh, but I will in, I will try and power on through because yeah. actually we've got a pretty we've got a pretty cool record that we're going to talk about. This is a show where we chat about one particular new release that we are rather excited about or interested in here on the show. If you want to listen to us every Friday on Riot Act, we talk about music in general just across the board. So that's our weekly show. You can listen to us over there. Um, but this is, as I said, where we take one release from the recent era this is an era, isn't it? Yeah, so you can tell that I've talked yeah. out already. Earl Sweatshirt, basically. We're gonna let's just get into it. We're gonna be talking about Earl Sweatshirt's new album, Sick. It is the fourth studio album from the Chicago-born rapper, the follow-up to 2018's Some Rap Songs. Earl Sweatshirt is a guy most people will possibly know from the very influential and quite controversial hip-hop collective of the early part of the tens, Odd Future. Um, discovered by Tyler the Creator when he was, I believe he was 15 years old when Tyler Creator uh, discovered him and asked him to be to be in Odd Future um, alongside, I mean, other notable members of that collective include Frank Ocean. I think he would be the other big one, really, amongst other people, which I won't go into here. But um, I'm going to ask you, Renfrey, just quick yes or no. Odd Future, got any thoughts or opinions on that group I at all? barely know anything about Odd Future at all, apart from what you've just said. And I was literally about to ask you, why are they controversial? I don't know if we have time to go into that or not, but uh, I, can you sum it up quickly? Because I don't know. We can kind of, I guess we can kind of, they were they were kind of trolly a little bit, I would okay. say. like Just very, very broadly, I'm going to say this. I actually think the controversy is... They were you, nah, they were you basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're a bit trolly. I mean, you know, if we, we spoke about Tyler, the creator before, and we didn't, yeah. we mentioned bits and bobs about this, about kind of homophobic this and that, like potentially him saying some pretty okay. odd things. Um, I see, I see. Uh, they were meant to support Eminem um, in New Zealand or Australia, I think. And uh, they were kind of kicked off the bill after a kind of a, a group who... Um, were an anti-violence kind of protest came along because their shows were very very they kind of brought mosh pits to hip-hop uh right. odd future okay yeah. and they were it was very kind of aggro very aggressive they used to they, they've said um you know they apparently they incited violence quite a lot and um yeah you know they've 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 had their sort of controversies in a, in a kind of I would say a fairly tongue-in-cheek, trolly kind of way. Um, Tyler, the creator, as I think we mentioned before as well, was banned from the UK for a few years because of various comments he made. Earl Sweatshirt was a kid, you know, he was 15 years old when all this sort of, 15, 16 years old when all this was kicking off. And it got so bad to the point that um, he sort of famously uh, went missing in 2011 and um, was found in Samoa. His mum would refuse to, to, to allow him to release any music so he was sort of making his own mixtapes and stuff and obviously you know uh, odd future became a pretty big deal and 
his mum was like, no, you've been a bad boy. Go to <laughs> Samoa and do some, I think like some college or uni project helping people in sort of disaffected areas of the, he was just sort of sent off by his mum and told that he wasn't allowed to be a rapper anymore, which is kind of fucking amazing, I think. So that's what you mean when you say he went missing, as in he suddenly yeah. disappeared. Yeah. But he he didn't go missing in a, a Richie Edwards sense. He went missing mm-hmm. in a in a he suddenly went off the radar. You mean? Yeah. yeah okay. But there okay. was no like there was no sort of. Oh, by the way, I'm not going to be doing yeah. this for a little while. Yeah, he literally yeah, yeah, yeah. was just like everyone was like, "Where's he gone?" And well, people went. His mum no wouldn't idea. let him. Mum, mum his banned mum, his internet access. Mum, his mum would, yeah, mum wouldn't let him ban his internet access. And when he came back, mum, I just want to tell my fans that I'm not doing music for a bit, please. No, do your homework, Earl. I'm assuming Earl's not his real name. Yeah, sorry, Mrs. Mrs. Sweatshirt. Your son has been very bad. Anyway, look. Um, so yeah, so interesting, interesting kind of life that he's led already. Okay, uh, even as a teenager, and I think um, he came back and he did um, a couple of releases here and there. And you know, Tyler, the creator, obviously is a big. It was the guy who discovered him, and he's, he's done. He's been associated with Tyler for a little while. And um, but it was really for me. I'm going to kind of skip that early part, mm-hmm. uh, even though I think there are kind of nods to it a little bit on this record that we'll talk about in a minute. Um, it was the release of "I Don't Like Shit, I Don't Go Outside." in 2015 where i sort of became aware of him i think that album cover Hmm. was one of those you know when you just go oh i know that and you just see something i kept seeing that i was like i definitely keep seeing this album cover and this name l switcher all the time all the time all the time all the time so you know curiosity got the better of me and i listened to it and at the time i remember being a bit like "Eh," you know I, i i wasn't really into that sort of thing at the time i was on team rock radio and you know, I you know I didn't really kind of come back round to it, but I do remember well, then you thinking. You sold out, didn't you? And, and then I sold out, and I just yeah. do mainstream pop now. <laughs> and um, I do remember thinking when I listened to it, I was like, well, at least it's kind of dark. You know what I mean? This is kind of dark and fairly aggressive, which is what I like in hip hop. And there were certain things that, that were happening at that time where I, I wasn't as as keen on it. So I do remember that, and I thought that was a kind of a big album, uh, and it felt like a big album in in my brain at least. Um, and then we got some rap songs and that's the name of the album in 2018 which i have to confess i've never listened to but some rap songs saw him leave columbia records and uh he said he was keen to be off of columbia records because it meant he could do some quote-unquote riskier shit riskier shit than go to samoa after being kicked (laughs) off your record label inciting violence when you're supporting eminem um so yeah so you know that that made me go oh that's interesting risky as shit i wonder what exactly that means and it's funny to me to to have that bit of context when going into this record because as to my ears i don't like shit i don't go outside it's certainly a far more aggressive record than sick and it's also musically more I think Sick is more musically kind of classic sounding. It's also briefer as well. Um, it's much more soulful and has um, uh, a more upbeat kind of feel around it, I, I think. So it makes me think that doesn't really feel like a risk. In fact, if anything, it feels more like a, a mellowing out of sorts. I don't have anything to compare it to. Long-term listeners will not be surprised to learn at all that I hadn't heard of Earl Sweatshirt until a few days ago when he said, why don't we review this? I was like, okay. But I am surprised. Uh, like, this 
this doesn't strike me as a i wouldn't i don't want to like make out that i think this is like a super commercial record or anything like that because i think that would be incorrect but it doesn't strike me as a risky record either it like like i, I wouldn't say it's either or to be honest no no i mean chances are this is not um this is not the risks that he was thinking about taking i mean i think um when this was announced so this is what he has to say Mm. about this record sick is my humble offering of 10 songs recorded in the wake of the worldwide coronavirus pandemic and its subsequent lockdowns before the virus i've been working on an album i named after a book i used to read with my mother the people could fly once the lockdowns hit people couldn't fly anymore a wise man said art imitates life people were sick people were angry and isolated and restless i leaned into the chaos because it was apparent that it wasn't going anywhere these songs are what happened when i could come up for air peace and love to zalupa the enigma the arm and hammer and my good friends alchemist and black noise peace and love to you so i would actually suggest remfrey that this is less uh the risks that Earl Sweatshirt may have taken were it not for the COVID-19 pandemic that we've we've just experienced for the last coming up two years and more something that he needed to I guess project some kind of is positivity the right word I don't know something maybe that was just a little bit more soothing for people to listen to than maybe like who knows he might do something he might have been planning to do something really risky and labyrinthian and this feels like a much more slight um kind of almost like a meta commentary almost in a lot of ways of the idea of the theme of being distant and not being able to communicate with the world because i mean i'm going to say i think the production on this record is fucking lovely Mm. fucking love i love i think the production sounds really really good but it's often very difficult to follow any of earl's trains of thought through to any kind of genuine conclusion between my (laughs) broad feeling on this record i i had no idea that it was a record born out of covid at all Mm. um and uh we've had you know a few records born out of covid about covid we didn't end up talking about it in the end but the puzzle by devon townsend uh for example and and like it's interesting how people have taken very different approaches to it i mean i suppose that makes total sense you're going to have different reactions to you know something like covid but um yeah i can't say i've listened to it four or five times now and i can't say that i picked up on any of those things um whilst listening to it i don't think that is the be all and end all i think sometimes learning about those themes later and then coming back to it knowing what those themes are about can still enhance the feeling of a record but yes in terms of what you're saying about communicating that i think the other thing i'd say about it is he has a very laid-back lackadaisical sort of style um it reminded me and this is not a good comparison already and i know this isn't a good comparison (laughs) and it is more down to my lack of knowledge in this area than anything else but it reminded me of lil zan now the reason why that's a bad comparison is because lil zan is awful and earl sweatshirt is clearly not awful he's clearly got talent and lil zan doesn't but do you know what i mean in that slowed perma-stoned kind of feel there's more energy to well sweatshirt than lil zan but it it, it is a more uh chilled 
style isn't it yeah this feels like you know there's a lot of people who have been doing this i mean i'm going to stop short of calling it mumble rap because i don't think that's what no. it is but i do think there's a there's a kind of lackadaisical drawl that he has on this album which again interestingly enough i don't feel like that was as present on i don't like shit i don't go okay. out okay okay interesting right so but so you know that whole thing about a kind of dreamlike thing like coming up for air I do kind of hear that because it is almost like your head's in the clouds and you're a bit like, oh God, what's going on? But like you know been, what? It's kind of, there's a punch drunk feeling well, towards yeah. a lot of this. But maybe that's on purpose because that's how yeah. a lot of people felt with COVID. I definitely had long periods of feeling like that due to COVID. So maybe there's a sort of genius in that, which I've totally missed. But I, mm. uh, I, I for me, it meant that I felt even though this is a really short record this is 24 minutes this record yeah, um, it's very short i had to keep reminding myself to be engaged with it because i was re- listening to it to review it rather than not being i i my, my, I, I kept basically zoning out because i was like uh, I, I feel like I could probably go to sleep to this record. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I, I think there's there's a there's a couple of things, and I, I, I actually I'm not like that might sound like a kind of cuss to the record, and you might even mean it as a cuss. Um, but I didn't. Strictly, I'm going to look at. I didn't strictly yeah. mean it as a cuss. There's plenty of artists who's like I go to sleep to Max Richter records and Stars of the Lid mm. records quite frequently, and and I I love those artists. It, it was neither a cuss or, or a compliment it was simply a statement (laughs) i I mean i i'm gonna look at it in the kind of glass half full way that you should look at it and i think that i i don't entirely disagree with the idea that you could kind of force it to because for me hip-hop is something where you go we have like for me like for me it's something i've been listening to for a long time but I, i don't go into so 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 super duper deep in the same way as i do like 90s hardcore or whatever so for me i know what i like right and i like with hip-hop i like to give this the plus side like i think hip-hop production has massively massively come on in the last decade and a bit right and um and i think back in the kind of early 90s when i was first listening to like iced tea or whatever it just used to be like there's the beat and the interesting thing is the guy over top of it yeah, right but for yeah. the most part like the the beat is could be i, I would i don't want to use the word fairly rudimentary because then people will be going what about dr dre and what about like there will be people on there who will be going like You're, no that's nonsense and i get it right that, that is but generally i think that hip-hop production has become for me more interesting over the last sort of 15 years or so and the old soul and analog quality to this record at its best i think sounds fucking glorious and i i can only say that i think that that is um that is what i like do you know yeah. what I, mean? I like to hear a i like to hear a beat that is derived from the classic sound of old soul records old blues records you know like you know that that, that, that that does something contemporary with that classic sounding stuff and i think to give this album its its dues you know it it really, really, really does do that. And I think, you know, The Alchemist, who we've spoken about before, um, is very good. Even and his production is very good. Even super, super early hip-hop, I could hear a little bit on... So, and I mean, like, Eric B and McKeem-style stuff. Mm-hmm. I could hear a little bit of on Lie and stuff like that. That's L-Y-E. Um, yeah. uh, had that, like, old-school brass vibe, which I sometimes associate with hip-hop um yeah and i guess that's a sort of motowny thing as well and mm-hmm. there was some really beautiful i love the piano motif on vision 
um, which uh, which he raps over. I think that is like really lovely. There's certainly some gorgeous sounding stuff yeah, on this record. There's, there's the, the last song, which is what I would say one of the two strongest songs on the record, Fire in the Hole, um, ends. It's got a really yes. nice guitar loop on it that also ends with some fucking great piano. Gorgeous um, piano, yeah. For me, Tabula Raza with Arm and Hammer is the absolute standout moment on mm, it. And yeah. I think um, that has, production-wise, it's not a million miles away from what something like RZA from Wu-Tang would be mm-hmm, doing. Mm-hmm. It's really fucking great, that kind of skipping, that broken skipping classic-sounding sample. Really, really cool. I really, really like that a lot. Tabula Rasa for me is the reason it is the best song on the record is because it not only is the production amazing it really allows the song to breathe and you've got Armand Hammer in there who brings a bit of a different vocal flow and vibe to the song so the two of those trading off against each other I think is is really really cool and that is for my money in the 25 minutes you've got you know you've you've not got many songs that go over the well even over the two minute mark really you've got you know like I say, 24 minutes and five seconds, 10 songs. It's very, very short. It's very kind of dreamlike. For the most part, Earl Sweatshirt is quite, is taking a kind of sitting behind the beat a little bit. And it's just kind of, like I say, this is kind of lackadaisical drawl. I would say the main, the other thing I want from hip hop is a coherently delivered message so when i spoke about the dave album last year and said this is my favorite album of the year dave paints those pictures of what he's talking about with such remarkable clarity when we spoke about the run the jewels album those pictures are painted with such remarkable clarity when we spoke about the clipping record you know yeah. check the lock by clipping you know exactly you are in that room with that guy you feel that kind yeah. of perverse um feeling of dread and existentialist paranoia is is so brilliantly captured not just by the music but by the lyrics and the flow and the vocals and everything as well well. talk talk about being in the room with an artist i think that dave record achieves that multiple times over i mean heart attack is the one i keep going back to but um yeah i think the dave record did that really well and i think you can also have people who use kind of obscure um obtuse and there's there's a street this is like a stream of consciousness yes yes yeah it's not and and nothing ever really feels can and i feel like it doesn't always feel that connected and i feel like were the songs to be longer than one minute 24 one minute 51 one minute minute 19 one minute 12 one minute 52 the only time where i really feel like i start to get a sense of exactly what these songs are about properly is when they are really fleshed out i feel exactly the same i feel like it's very very slight when it isn't that and it's interesting you saying that it's a covid record is now making me reassess why it's like that but it's not making like it's not making me like the record more so i i actually think it's cleverer than i gave it credit for maybe because i'm like oh okay maybe it's trying to create that state of neither being here nor there which covid arguably gave well i don't think even arguably which gave which covid gave a lot of people it's like our you know our lives had to be paused for a bit and we didn't really know whether we were coming or going um and actually from that point of view i think you know the the record could 
arguably achieves that really well. Uh, but that's not something I really want to return to and lis- listen to all that much. It, it it made it feel really slight and it made it feel like um, there wasn't an awful lot of ideas. I mean, I, I think that's a little bit harsh, but I don't know. Th- this record is a similar length to the verse... F- a completely different album a completely different thing but this is a similar length to the first vein album and when i think of the amount of ideas that are pumped into that thing compared to this not that it has to have ideas coming out of the wazoo but the the majority of the ideas on here don't engage me either there are some nice passages on it and some nice but there's some bits where i go oh that's a really nice you know backing but i think that's another thing as well it's never him who engages me it's usually something done in the production or something like that mm. i think yeah arm and hammer comes in and really like Even, grabs yeah. grabs that song by the sort of scruff of the neck and and dominates it and again you know like it's weird because the previous record i did think um that kind of lackadaisical draw wasn't as prevalent and I think there are a few like you know really really cool memorable lines and uh, lines on this record there's one about um listening to something about listening to mary j blige in the in the in the dark or something or on it on his own and i was like and that really stuck with me you know Mm -hmm. like that kind of listening to music completely alone and just having that and i was like that's really cool and i I felt like that was but they just all feel like pieces of a puzzle which Mm -hmm. needed a couple more it's a bit like this is an absolutely bizarre comparison but do you remember on count on not countdown on catchphrase when they used to used to like have a catchphrase but you'd press the thing and it would reveal like one square and you'd have to guess what the catchphrase was just from, i do like, i'm worried square. i'm worried that most of our <laughs> listeners won't remember it but i do remember okay. it and i do know what you're talking about yes so like it'd be a picture and you take but it's covered up and you just take like an eighth of the picture away and you've and got to go, say what that is yeah and you've got a guess you'd just be like uh friendly fire and they go <laughs> yes. no absolutely not and you find out at the end it was like all the king's men or something you go oh that was like, how was i ever meant to get that <laughs> but i do feel like there's a sense of that where he's given you like the odd glimpse in here and there as to his actual surroundings without ever but it's you're not in there long enough to really kind of know what's going on now maybe completely i'm not lit maybe there are people who are going to be like oh i know i got it i got that you know perfectly and it's all about the kind of insinuation of things and maybe you need to maybe i need to have listened to all of his albums put together and be really kind of a hardened fan um of everything that he's done which i have to admit obviously having only heard one of his previous albums and bits and bobs of odd future i am not um and obviously i'm coming in totally cold yeah so you know if people want to be like oh you don't know what you're talking about then you know i guess we'll have to just go maybe we don't but we still have the right to listen to this record and and formulate an opinion on the basis of that i know what i like and i know what i want to get from these records and i i didn't get that completely from it but having said that like you say production wise i think this sounds lovely Mm. i just i I kind of it it feels like there are a lot of people who are making very very slight short albums at the moment and i think we often go ah it's too long too long you know too long (laughs) it's too long i imagine if that was much shorter it's very rare that we go this album is not long enough this album is is not long enough i i mean i i do agree it's not long enough but i also think the i the (laughs) maybe the ideas will engage other people i don't think the ideas are engaging enough i i just i don't i 
you know, I'm basing it on this and this one alone, but I didn't find him a very engaging presence. The hip hop that I have learned to really like and appreciate over the last few years, Dave, Run the Jewels, you know, I mean, uh, I know it's a different thing. I know Elsewhere Show is not trying to be Killer Mike, but if I'm not Definitely engaged, not, no. yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, and, and so to compare the two does seem sort of trite and, you know, rubbish of me. But if I'm not being engaged by what is being said, then all you've got really at the end of it is a really nicely produced background music album, which is fine. It's not unpleasant at all, but it also, I don't think it will stay with me at all. And that's yeah. a bit of a problem, isn't it? I, yeah, I would say so. Look, I mean, I I think this is, is, is pretty decent. I think this is pretty decent. It's a, it's a perfectly enjoyable way to spend 25 minutes of your time. Yeah. It's a perfectly nice way to spend. And I think half of it, I actually like. Mm-hmm. And there are some bits where I just think you needed at least another 90 seconds to really mm. tell that story properly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And that's kind of that's kind of how i feel about it you know this is a proper kind of six out of ten maybe seven out of ten record uh for me and i've listened to it because it's so short i mean i've listened to it eight nine times over the past three days mm-hmm. well, i listened to it i've listened to it twice today mm-hmm. before we came to review it and that was also with all the metallica stuff that we've been doing as well so yeah. i've listened to it a lot and i'd listened to the songs that come out and it was a shame actually because you know that some of the songs that he'd released beforehand like tabula rasa came out beforehand 2010 came out beforehand and i was really like the reason why i wanted to cover it is because i thought those songs were good like really and i was like oh these are these are really good songs and i'm hoping you know an album full of that would have been would have been great but it's it's not bad he is you know obviously not the the main dude that's come out of um what he's associated with and mm. and that's fine i think i said to you this would be like um this feels really i can't believe i'm going to say this on the show because it feels really shitty but i said that people would want to hear a damon Albarn solo album and a lot of people want to hear an, uh, a graham coxon solo album not as many people would want to hear an alex james solo album <sighs> if you're gonna be. can't believe you but, said it i can't believe you said it about my favorite band <laughs> yeah i know um but that's kind of you know like frank ocean and tyler the creator do feel like a significant sort of um step up from him in general I would say. um from what i i mean from what i have listened to of frank ocean and tyler the creator based on this and this alone i would 100 percent agree with that but obviously i am not an expert with this stuff but yeah i mean both frank ocean and tyler the creator whilst i you know have issues around uh whilst the, 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 i don't love everything that they do i enjoyed both of them way more than this than what i've heard from this fair okay well there you go that was a quick review longer than the album though it's actually longer than the album yeah uh earl sweatshirt sick is out now and um we'll be back next time we're gonna be talking about billy talent Mm. yes we are so enjoy that thanks very much for listening we will see you soon